Hello, and welcome to BrainShare, all things sales podcast. I'm Katie Moulton, a new SDR looking to learn some tips and tricks from other salespeople. Welcome to the show, Michael Simonton. How's it going? Another beautiful day. Uh, it's Wednesday, I think. Yeah, another this week's flying by. Uh, it's just a yeah, great day. Get up, get after it, and um, wrapping it up with, with this podcast here. Katie, thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, you're welcome. Uh, let's jump right into it. Today, we're going to talk about inbound sales. Let's uh, Awesome. Yeah. Uh, let's just start with fundamentals. Fundamentals? Yeah. Like the basics, basics. of inbound. Yeah. So what does inbound mean? Well, inbound generally are, you know, those sales that come in inbound. So they're not cold outreach. These are generated through marketing endeavors. And that's, you know, so they are, they're aware of your company. They're aware of your brand and they're reaching out to people who, you know, they are warm leads. They, they at least have some knowledge of who you are. Um, and so generally in the world of sales, outbound people tend to look at inbound people like they have the easier job because we do. And, um, it's, it's just a little simpler because you don't have to go through those initial stages on that, those calls where you're like explaining who you are and, and fighting for their time because, or attention necessarily, because they have no idea. Uh, so it, it is a little easier, I will say than outbound, uh, on, on account of that. But then you know, that's the biggest difference. Like, um, what inbound is, is it's a great place to start when you're in sales. Well, there are pros and cons to that, but. I, I've enjoyed it so far. I uh, hear you are also doing inbound right now. How's that coming for you? Uh, it's going well. I, today's like my second day actually handling inbound leads and working in Salesforce to get them assigned and everything. Um, but I have found that it is much more helpful when people sort of kind of have a gist of what your product is and not having to try to like create the connection because they've already created one for themselves in their own their brain. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. All right. So you get an inbound lead. How do you handle it? Like what, what kind of like words and like emails do you send to them? Basically formatting. So the way my company, uh, UX10 has been handling them for the last couple months, uh, we're, we're about to switch over to a new format, which will be interesting. Uh, but what we've been doing is just putting them through a, our sequence, which was total of six calls. Um, with five emails in there, a voicemail or two. And, you know, you just, you give them a call, leave a voicemail, send an email if they don't pick up. And then you just kind of give them a few more calls the next couple of days uh, and send a few more emails, one on the fourth day, one on like the 10th day and one on the 14th day because uh, we're working with two week trials. And we just, I basically, you just try to get in contact with them. Um, and the thing that, yeah, no, that, that's how we're going about it. That's how we've been going about it. It, it works out for the most part. Um, I'd say my one thing that I think is important to deal with inbound, I mean, once you get someone on the phone, the conversation's just going to go like any conversation will. So the only awesome thing about inbound is you don't have to deal with that, you know, um, introducing them to your product necessarily. They have, they have awareness. So you can jump right into the conversation and that's the difference. But when it comes to emails, I don't know if inbound would be easier or harder than outbound emails because you're working with two completely different strategies and, and your, um, for some companies, 
uh, they like to run their inbound sales as more of a support line, uh, which I don't necessarily think is like the best. And that's how we were running it. Uh, so basically, you know, we're, we're mostly offering support through the emails. Um, that's what we're putting the front we're putting up. Um, yes, we are there for support, but really we're there to get a demo booked and get them sold on our product. Um, so I wasn't really a huge fan of that, but you really just, you do the same thing you do in all sales. You figure out what's important to them and how you can help them if you're the right solution. So, I mean, that's what we do. We just send a bunch of email. I mean, work them through the sequence and primarily just, I just hope to get some communication back. Um, when I first started, I was, very much so of the opinion that like, I really only wanted the good people to respond. I was like, no, I, I just like, I would like the people who are interested to get to me. Uh, I realized that's it's kind of a backwards mentality at this point in time. Now, everything that I, I just, I want all the feedback. Like you can literally tell me to, to piss off and I will be happy. Cause I will be like, thank you. You saved me time in the future. And I don't have to think about this lead ever again. I'm like, diagnosed not interested thank you um so so that's a huge shift uh, not a huge shift but and, and this goes to sales as a whole like there's no such thing as good or bad feedback it's just feedback so if someone's happy fantastic you know which route to take them if they're in the middle fantastic you know your job is to take a, a yes and a maybe your job is to take a maybe and turn it into a yes so perfect um, and a no, you just, it's a no, that's it. You leave it. And so like, I'm so thankful for all the, just the not interested, the cold, the hangups. I'm like, you know what? I, I appreciate you for picking up the phone, gentlemen, um, kind sir. And for hanging it up because I didn't have to worry about figuring out how to close, like, end the conversation candidly. You're just like, all right, bye. Perfect. It's, it just means they're not interested right now. And you're saving me time. And that was a bit of a rant. Um, but yeah, very broad, open-ended question. So kind of took that whichever direction. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that uh, thought of like, hey, you gave me a no and now I never have to worry about you again. It's not necessarily the never have to worry about you again, but like in that moment, you don't have to worry about what's going to happen with that lead because it, your conversation with them ended. Yeah, I mean, no, and they if they clearly stated that they're not interested, then they're no longer a viable lead that you're going to work with in, in then the near distant future. So, like, if you're just starting off your sequence with them, you're just starting them through your funnel, then that's fine by me. Because, like, listen, if you're if you're not interested, I'm not going to change your mind. Like, I can try, uh, but it won't be successful. I'm definitely not going to change it if you're not going to give me the time of day to get a full sentence out. So just hanging up the phone. I'm like, thank you for, for saving me that time because I can spend it on someone else who needs it or who would like it or who has questions. And so I don't have to go back and waste any capital, um, time, energy, or, or emotion or whatever on them. So it's, that's it's kind of my approach. It's, it's very just blunt. Like I'm not here to sell you anything. I'm here to help. And if you don't want the help, cool. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So when it comes I mean, to well, like how do you, what? How do you, how do you, th what do you think about that? I, I like it because honestly, I mean, I guess it really depends on your company, but generally, I mean, you have a fair amount of inbound leads coming to you. And it's like, I have guarantee you, I have other people that I can be contacting and talking to. And if you're not going to give me the time to get anything out of my mouth, then it's better off 
not not being able to spend the time like get the no well, yeah. get the no faster exactly you know start with no and and i mean so when if you're at your company if you had an inbound lead that you just called or emailed and, and they replied not interested or something like that how do you handle those then um i would put them on like a long-term cadence probably like something that like maybe like a monthly point of contact just like just because you got to know now doesn't mean you're going to get a no every single time you contact them but i don't think it would be helpful to contact them like as much so it's like not like you want to reach back out to them within a week like you're just going to probably get the same no but Maybe if you contact mm-hmm. them in a month or two months or six months, the answer might change based on their needs that change. Okay. And then next question, how, how many leads are you working with at a time? And, and how often do you like, what sort of volume, what's your, um, what's your volume of leads? Like how often, what frequency and volume do they come in at? Uh, it really depends. Um, it's a little bit different because I just started and they didn't have like a, consistent person that really handled inbound leads before me so currently like there's like seven of us that I'm assigning leads to just because there's a lot of new people um but after we're all ramped and fully um onboarded properly it's just going to be me handling inbound leads and I think today there's probably roughly 40 or 50 that came in between when I logged on at nine and when I got off at five. So it's quite a fair amount to look through and make sure that they're at least have information to contact them on. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So yeah, but then that, that really does depend on the process. Um, I guess what I was saying is kind of specific to ours because we're dealing with, we probably get 30 to 40 new leads a week and we're on a two week trial. So at any point in time, there's anywhere from, I mean, there's anywhere a couple hundred leads, like two to 300 leads, just chilling in your pipe that you have to contact, that you're contacting almost daily. So, so yeah, the no's super appreciative. I'm like, yes, let's just knock that number one. Let's just take it down a little bit. Yeah, for sure. But back to your, yeah, but what was your, back to your question though? What, what were you about to ask before I um, flipped it on you? Um, I was going to ask, what kind of email copy do you use? Because recently I've been like going with like really short, like one, one or two sentences, not, not a whole lot of substance because they contacted you. They have some general knowledge. And once you get a reply, like then you can go more in depth. But I've just been like, hey, saw that you reached out or saw that you showed interest in our product. Do you have any questions like, or Honestly, I don't even ask if they have questions. I'm just like, hey, you have time for a call? Like literally two sentences. And I mean, I've only been doing it for a day, but I think I've had like eight responses just based on that probably out of 30 that I've sent. Maybe. I like it. No, that, that's pretty good. Yeah, no, that's a good return uh, or at least decent. I mean, you're looking at like if you're dealing with 30 leads and you've got whatever, 40 leads and you've got eight responses, that's a decent ratio um, or percentage. I, our copy, oh gosh, don't get me. No, I've (laughs) never been a fan of the copy we've been running, Um, but this is the one that they've been suggesting. So I just take what they give me and I tweak it to fit my, um, to to be a little more personable. Well, not personable, to to be better. I improve it. Um, And then, 
So really they, they've been giving us some generic copy and with this new sequence we're jumping into, it's going to be only emails. They don't want us making any more phone calls. Uh, so I'm going to take whatever they give me and I'm going to make it as golden as possible, which is going to be short and concise. And it's going to be, you know, I, I intend to you know, add value to them. Um, but really I just want to get these people. I want to get some sort of feedback and I want to get a, to a, start with a no or a yes off the bat um, because you know, I'm not, I'm not there to, to waste their time. I hope they don't want to waste mine. And, and if we can just have an honest conversation about what their interests are up from the very beginning, that'd be fantastic. So I'm going to kind of take that approach and just be as short and concise and, and up honest with them as I can be um, and then see how that works out. Really when it's, when it comes to email copy, I have done some research on it. I've read some, I've read a bit on it, but I haven't spent so much time developing my own. I have written a few for, for our comp for myself that I use regularly um, for different like cadences or different parts of the funnel. But I haven't, there hasn't been enough data to really get a solid feedback on that. So I'm stoked that we're switching it over because then I can really play around with the email copy and uh, hopefully that'll pay off in the end. But I'm, I'm learning email copy, short answer. That's a good answer though. Cause learning means you get to like, you get to basically kind of do whatever you want. Cause you're like, Oh, I'm learning. I can experiment because I don't know everything. I think that's, that's kind of my like approach to anything that I'm trying to like learn. It's like, you can't really be mad at me because I'm learning how to do it. Well, that and it's, it's sales. Uh, so there's the saying, um, how does it go? If you want, basically, if you want something different, you're going to have to, if, if you do the same things as everyone else, you're going to get the same results. But if you want something different, you're going to have to obviously apply different tactics. And that kind of drives me in how I approach sales because I'm like, okay, because if we take the average, um, average numbers, average demos, average KPIs, whatever, um, those are going to be based off of what everyone's doing. And, and most everyone's going to be doing the same thing. And I don't ever, ever intend to be average or want to be average. So my perspective has always been, let's experiment and let's optimize. You know, let's find the best way. And let's, I don't give a fuck what everyone else is doing. I want to do better than them. So I'm going to figure out how to do that. And you can get mad at me because I'm trying new things or, or I'm not fitting in with your crowd. But hey, um, if, if you wanted someone who's just going to, you know, follow along and, and do whatever you told them without thinking for their own, you probably shouldn't have hired me. That's exactly it. That's <laughs> exactly it. Yes. My favorite thing, like, my favorite thing, I don't know a whole lot about sales. Like I'm really new, but my favorite thing that I learned so far is about pattern interrupters. And I think they're the best because you can literally use anything. Like if it's something that someone's not expecting, it's a pattern interrupt. So it's like, am I going to send you just an image as an email? Yeah. Will it work? I have no idea, but am I going to try it? Yes. And so <laughs> we'll yeah. find out. And to that, to that point, um, hearing you know, listening to some very good um, sit from some sales trainers for some larger companies and just doing through courses and whatnot. 
all the best people say the same thing, um, especially when it comes to new people um, or, you know, less experienced individuals. And that is experiment. Try things. If you're not trying things, you're not improving. So, you know, that's, that's one of the things that really elements that really excites me about sales is you have that bandwidth. Um, to experiment, to, to learn, to grow, to develop in, in those facets. And if you have a good manager or anything like that, you, you should never have to worry about it. I mean, obviously, don't be an idiot, but sometimes try stupid things because they might work. Yeah, for sure. Like just an image. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Have you tried that, by the way? Did you do um, that yet? It is definitely in my cadences. I think... I don't know if anyone's gotten quite that far yet. I think I might have sent one, one person just an image today, but. Um, just, is it a meme at least? Like. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's like an infographic kind of deal. So it's like a, it's kind of cheesy and I kind of need to update it already, even though I just made it last week. But um, it's just like a box that says, what makes my our product unique? And it has like a circle with like some colorfulness and some words but it is a vast improvement upon the bulleted list that it replaced so oh absolutely um there are some no's when it comes to emailing uh some of them are the i saw you were interested going one of them's that list that you just mentioned like if you if you're looking for x y and z or whatever it is like oh and we help these normal people, like and you list off like 10 customers or 10, oh, sorry, 10 is an exaggeration, five use cases and stuff. Um, yeah, it might work. But from what I've read and heard from people who are kind of like some thought leaders is that that may have used to work. Um, it's not necessarily working anymore. So infographics are probably better. Yeah. Yeah, it's... I'm actually really interested to to see how that performs, but yeah. Before I found out I was doing inbound, I designed this really interesting uh, outbound cadence, and I did throw a few people in it, and it's interesting to see, like, open rates, and like, but no one's responded to it, but I thought it was interesting. What sort of... What? Yeah, no, absolutely. I was going to say, what sort of subject lines are you throwing on there? Um, I've experimented, like I have A-B tests going on. I have one just as inquiry. Um, I got that from Jed Marley when I talked to him. Um, and I think it's, I don't know, it's interesting. Like I've actually had a really good open rate on that. Like I think over 50% of the people I've sent it to have opened it, which I think is weird because it's literally just a one-liner, but. Yeah. I mean, apparently no subject line performs 8% better than a subject line. So hmm. I've been using that a little bit. I, th I thought that was fascinating when I heard that. I actually got that from, I heard that from Corporate Bro. Um, and if you don't know who Corporate Bro is, just search Corporate Bro on, on Instagram. And as a salesperson, you will thank me uh, because he's fucking hilarious. And he's corporate, he's, yeah, Corporate Bro. Check him out. <laughs> nice. I've probably tried that. That sounds like something that you think would be like an automatic no. It's like you're going to put something there. But that's interesting that you could just not. Yeah, for sure. And 
I mean, it's not something I haven't, that's not something I use for cadence by any means. That's right. like, uh, we've touched base once we've, we've spoken once or twice before. And then I've noticed they, they have, they stop replying to like the normal emails. So I'll just be like, no subject line and have a really short one liner be like, Hey, like, what'd you think about this? Or like, how are things just, yeah, just one sentence. I'll, I'll throw that with like, yeah, just a one sentence email, um, with an open-ended question. I uh, get open rates I think are pretty good so far and it gets I've seen a decent amount of response better than what I was trying to use before so I'll take it hey if it's better than what it replaced then you're you're doing your job right that's what I'm talking about <laughs> uh, I had a question and I don't remember what it was I hate that <sighs> oh and the worst is when that happens and you're on like the phone uh, because you're, of course, you know, you're being present on that phone call and you're, you're listening to everything they're saying. And you're like, oh, one thing you said really is perfect for me to explore later and for this conversation. And then because you're being present and you, you follow their, their thoughts all the way through to the end and you go, well, shoot, <laughs> I forgot what my question was. And that's when I go, that's when I kind of just recap or I'll try mirroring them. <laughs> like, yeah, just to get them talking a little bit more so I can remember. Yes. Do you do you know what mirroring is? No, I don't actually. Okay. That'll probably be your next favorite thing to learn in sales. I'm guessing it's one of my favorite tactics. I think it's fascinating how it works and and I don't use it enough as as much as I should. But the tactic is called mirroring and it was I think coined in Chris Voss's book, Never Split the Difference. Uh, so it's a fantastic book, if you, especially if you're in sales, and I think you should give it a read. Uh, but basically, you you take the last thing the person said or the last idea, um, and you just repeat it back. So like the last couple sent last couple words, and repeat it back with a question mark. So like I don't know, say something random. Elephants have pink ears. Pink ears. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You know, like they're whole, they're all gray, but you know, their ears are just a little bit pink. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so sorry, the interesting thing, because that's actually interesting. No, but the, the, the mirroring is just doing that where you like you take you said pink ears and you're like you just say pink ears with the inflection and you ask it as a question. And naturally you hear that and you, you want to explain. Like I don't know if you fought that or if you felt that at all, but you were like, yeah, pink ears. And yeah, you got to explain, explain it. some more. Yeah. That was, so in a that's nutshell, cool. that's called mirroring. I like it. You can drive some people crazy with it. Um, you can use it in your relationships, all of them. Uh, but, you know, be wary with how, much, how many sales tactics you use in your day-to-day -day relationships with your friends and family. <laughs> No, it's not quite based on personal experience. It's just as as you get into sales, the more you get into it, the better you get at it. Like you become a better communicator and, and like, and you can lead people. Like your goal is to lead people with questions and, you know, kind of guide, guide the conversations that way. So I've heard stories of that somewhat backfiring when it comes to relationships, when um, people start being able to pick, like your significant other will pick up on what you're saying and be like, Right, stop using sales tactics on me. <laughs> it's in my nature. I can't help it. That's great. 
What other sales tactics do you use? So I've never had an issue with conversing with almost anyone. Uh, and that was why growing up, everyone said I'd, prob- I'd be great at sales because I can talk to people. I don't have an issue with it. Um, and that really, it's not a tactic. It just stems from the, the fact that I'm genuinely interested in other people. Uh, it, it helps when I see them in person, for sure, over the phone, or it's, it's a little less, it's a little more forced uh, because there's not, how to, I can't like pick up on the energy as well or like the, the vibe and stuff. And so it's harder to, to fit that in exactly. But no, I'm just, I found the best thing to do is to just be genuinely interested in, in, help, in other people and helping them. So get them talking about themselves. And that's, that's the, the biggest tactic. Literally, I tried my best to get people talking about themselves, um, whether, even if it's not about their product. Like I will spend t- five, 10 minutes on a call um, if, if the person is you know, willing to um, expound, but I'll, I'll just ask them questions about, not like ask them questions. I'll have, we'll have a conversation about anything. So, you know, if they pick up the day and I was like, oh, like they asked me how my, so I was like, hey, this is Mike with UXPIN, you know, the design software. And they're like, oh, hey, hi, Mike, how are you? And I'll be like, fantastic. It's another beautiful day here, you know, gorgeous outside. Got my workout in this morning, doing great. How about yourself? And I found by giving a longer answer like that, they're more inclined to, to be genuine back and to give you a real answer. And so that opens a pathway for a conversation. And then I just explore that conversation for a bit. I'll probably have a few good laughs in there and then be like, Oh, like five minutes and be like, Oh, sorry. Don't want to make this boring, but I was calling cause I saw you had signed up for that, that trial with us. And then uh, they're normally, they're, they're all warmed up and they're, they're fired up and they're ready to, to talk some more. And then it's makes for a much, you know, more valuable call just cause you've built that connection. So I'd say get people talking about themselves. It's one of the best things you can do. Everyone loves to talk about themselves. I like that. That was the first time I've heard that about, especially about like the give the long-winded answer about how are you? I think that's really interesting. I, I mean, that's something I've noticed and that's only with the people that ask that genuinely will be asked the, how are you? So if, if it's like the, I mean, you can, and you can pick that up too. Like some people are like, oh, hey, how are you? And then like jump into something else. Uh, But if they're like, oh, hey, Mike, how are you? I'm like, perfect opportunity. I'm going to take my time so that you on your end will will in turn take your time. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, Like you got to gauge the the tone and the, like the, yeah, the tone of the conversation and like where they're going to take it as with like anything. But I think it's like a cool cool way to take it if and when the opportunity presents itself. I mean, for sure. And who doesn't like genuine, like candid, candidity, that's not even a word, candidness. Like who doesn't like someone who's just being like authentic? Um, Generally people are drawn to that. So I just, I always try to just be as real or as authentic as possible. I'm not trying to put on a front or anything. I'm, it's like, hey, I'm here to help if you want it, and let's have a great time on this phone call. <laughs> it's worked out so far. It might not be the best tactic. I'm still learning a lot, um, but yeah, it's worked out so far. So, the easiest way to turn someone off is to put on your fake 
like fake voice that's the fake energy like people can tell it's not real yeah yeah how'd you how'd you learn that one um uh, it's both from personal experience and uh uh from conversations i've had with other people about some sales stuff it's like it's easy to like put on the energy be like hey like this is katie from sesla like how are you doing today like present the really high energy like if that's genuine for you it'll sound genuine but for most people it's not like yeah yeah no i mean yeah and then that's something that's something that i would say i (laughs) rehearse my intro all the time in my head i will visualize it going well and that's just something that's another thing i do that i think people would is good because a lot of times you know people are somewhat nervous about their intro and they're just so i rehearse it in my head and i try to get it my voice and fluctuations just right um and, and all those things where i'm like hey hey like hey hey katie it's it's mike with ux pin the design software and i like try to and i intentionally pause out as long as i can and i'll i'll throw in a stutter or two like later on to make it sound i it is genuine but after you said the same thing so many times like you you kind of start to wear that down and so i i kind of try to remind myself of how i genuine like how i would genuinely say whatever that sentence is the first time and and just keep that in mind as i go about it because you do it does get old. It does get repetitive sometimes if, if you're using like the same introduction. Yeah, for sure. Let's, let's do a wrap up. What would be your favorite resources for someone who is new to sales and wants to learn more? If you are new to sales and lo- are looking to learn more, there are a couple things that I would suggest. Um, one Find a mentor peer group or something along those lines. Get plugged in with a community of people of, in the same in sales um, because you'll learn a lot from them. So, for instance, uh, there's the sales mastermind thing that I will go to on Thursday nights with some awesome people. And I get to you know, throw my ideas at them. I get to listen to them. And I get to gain a lot of knowledge and experience from that. So, I think that is an invaluable resource. Um, get plugged in with some sort of community that does the same thing as you uh, so you can learn from the professionals and those who have come before you. Uh, the second thing I would suggest is consume the content. So whether that's podcasts or reading the books or reading the blogs, whatever it is, consume sales content on a daily, like constantly be learning and honing down on your craft. Uh, so personally, like one that I have got a good kick out of and learned a decent amount from was something called flip the script. Uh, so I really like their stuff um, and I've been learning from them. I love my LinkedIn courses. So I will do LinkedIn courses on like negotiating or sales and building sales pipelines and all, anything related to sales because while not, well, it's not specific as specific to me as as it could be or as some courses might be, it broadens my knowledge, it deepens my knowledge and broadens my perspective. And so it's very valuable. Uh, so I, those are two places I'd start, you know, get plugged in with the community and just consume the content. Um, as for, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're pretty lucky too. We have Praxis, a whole bunch of people uh, behind us that can point us in the right direction. Oh, for sure. 
Uh, definitely a blessing. Definitely paid for it. It's fantastic. For sure. And the last thing, what would be your advice to a new SDR? Short answer, get after it. Long answer, why are you in sales? Are you in sales to make money? Good. And then pick up the phone, make some calls. Are you, like, are you in sales to learn and grow and develop? Okay, how do you do that? By making some calls. Like, just do the work. And that might be, like, generic. That might be what everyone says. I don't even know. Um, but literally, like, the advice, the best experience, the best teacher is experience. And, and get over it. Like, de sorry, develop some skin. I like you, you're a professional. You go to work. Doesn't matter if you feel like it or not. You, you clock in and you do the fucking work. That's it. Like, um, because, and that's where, <laughs> uh, that's really what it comes down to. My advice would be to freaking do it. Like, don't overthink it. Don't complain about it. Don't bitch and moan. Just get to work. Have that positive attitude, you know, set yourself some okay some more real advice then set yourself some goals they give you your quota 30 like 15 demos i don't know what whatever it is take that goal add another 20 percent. make that your personal goal always aim and strive to go 20 percent above everyone else like you can make a lot of money in sales um and like well it's not all about the money it's all about the money so figure out how to make that happen. And we're all here to help someone. We're, we're, we're here to help you. We're here to help our customers. We're here to help our prospects. So, you know, take approach from a good place uh, and then just get to work. Just, just do the work. It's a grind. We're, we've, we're all doing it. Have a positive attitude and just fucking grind it out. I love that. Just get shit done. I mean, yeah, no, really, like, there is so much information out there. You could, people sit around on their asses all day consuming information. It doesn't matter. Like, you're not moving the needle by reading and, like, learning any of this stuff if you don't practice it, if you don't use it. So stop waiting. Like, my advice, yeah, stop waiting for that golden nugget that's just going to change your world. Stop waiting for the this, your keys to success or whatever it is and just freaking get to work, you know? <laughs> Heck yeah. Love that. Well, it was an awesome time. I had a blast having our conversation and I'll talk to you next time. Right on, Katie. I uh, appreciate you again and have a great rest of your night. Yeah, you too.